Welcome please to the JVG podcast where these G's are gonna spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with ease. These funny catches seem to be well read, esteemed and honest. Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy. They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny. Listen to the JVG NBA tribute show. Guess who's back? Back again. Jeff is back. Tell a friend. Welcome back, Lucas, to a, a bloody another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show. It's been a whole week since we've done this. Yeah, uh, second week missed in a in our existence, and also in about a two month stretch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, are we are we seeing some you know some sophomore slumps, <laughs> some early some early career from us? Yeah, from us. Um, were they both? No, one of them was in the off season. That was just a minor setback. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you think this is? I don't know. Are we like? Are we like a, a a Jimmy Butler type? Like we're getting better with age, but we're playing less regular season games. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good question. Because I listened to our the last episode we did of labeling all the teams, um, and I feel I feel like every time I go back and listen to an episode, I feel like we were better. <laughs> you feel like we used to be better. Yeah. <laughs> So he could be like a, a TJ Warren. <laughs> See, I get yeah, I get the opposite. I reckon you know every week's an improvement on the last. I I reckon maybe I'm the TJ Warren to your Jimmy Butler. <laughs> nice. Because you right. have sunned me for a yeah, while. Yeah, now. we've got a lot of beef. You're right. <laughs> um, well, uh, as you probably know from the title of this episode, uh, we're going to be doing our contenders, pretenders, emerging, rebuilding, and limbo teams. Uh, it's an annual tradition that we've been doing for two years now. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is this this is the f- second annual edition? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, but I mean, we did it less than a year ago. Yeah, but that was the first annual edition. So what do we call it if it's by the season? Our second seasonal edition? Yeah, I like that. Second, okay. Second seasonal. Second nice. cyclical edition? So should we should we try it like say to one? Second seasonal edition of the contenders, <laughs> pretenders, emerging, rebuilding. Ah, fuck. <laughs> it's, you remembered it's emerging a, this it's time. A, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a mouthful, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the Jeff Van Gundy National Basketball Association <laughs> tribute show. Um, speaking of mouthfuls, I've had a nice... I feel like I've had the perfect amount of Nandos for this experience. Mm. Mm? Yeah, I, um, I got it. Yeah, I got... Uh, a whole chicken and I was thinking I'll go half for pre's and half for afters but had a breast had a leg I thought I've got enough space for a leg I'll have another leg and I feel I didn't even pretty notice good. that I didn't even oh notice my god dude I reckon I ate all of that food in eight minutes <laughs> yeah well I got a um I got a supreme burger I added two chicken tenders to it and that was just oh my yeah, god that was just the perfect amount of chicken what me. an order you know, like a nice piece of breast nice some tenders no no mess mm. um well, no messing around bones is probably a bit too much sauce. They definitely didn't forget the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm waffling on here. <laughs> well, speaking of waffles, uh, how do we want to do this? Well, I think what we should do is we should go through the, what, five categories? Mm-hmm. And we should just rattle them off. And then we should go through the league by a franchise name, by, you know, oh, by, yeah. by nickname, yeah. if you will. Um, and then, you know, discuss discuss the similarities and differences we have for, for each team. Okay. Because that was the best part about last year is we fucking talked about every NBA team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except um, the Orlando Magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, we'll be doing the same thing this year. Um, well, should we... Oh, you said you had a, you had another um, category? Yeah, I want to I um, introduce it like... 
in media res, you know, like as we're going through, (laughs) when we reach the team, I will. (laughs) That's what I was going to suggest. I'm so happy with that. I'm so happy with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, So let's go by uh, team name, not city name or not city. Well, do you want to start with your contenders, Lucas? Oh, you want to go by categories? Yeah. Well, we'll do categories and then we'll go rattle them off and then we'll go by, by team name. All right. Contenders. I've got Bucks, Bulls, Heat. Nets, Suns, Warriors. And I've got Bucks, Heat, Nets, Suns, Warriors. Okay, okay, cool. All right, all right. pretenders. Uh, pretenders, I've got, well, let's say we know which one of them is going to be. So let's do that together. <laughs> Three, two, one, Jazz. Jazz, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I've also got the Hawks. Uh, that's it. Yeah. That's your entire pretenders list. Yeah. Shit, man. <laughs> well, uh, I've got uh, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Clippers, uh, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Hawks, the Jazz, and the Mavericks. Damn, nice. Um, I actually... Actually, no, no spoilers. Um, emerging, I have the Cavs, Grizzlies, Hornets, Knicks, Timberwolves, and Wizards. I have the Cavs, Hornets, Grizzlies, uh, Timberwolves, Wizards, Raptors, and Bulls. Ooh, you got the Raptors in there. Mm. And the Bulls. Um, rebuilding, I have the Raptors, Rockets, Spurs, and Thunder. I've got the Ro- Rockets, Thunder, Magic, and Pistons. Okay, <clears throat> now Limbo, I've got 76ers, Celtics, Clippers, Kings, Lakers, Magic, Mavericks, Nuggets, Pacers, Pelicans, Pistons, Trailblazers. Damn. Oh, man. I'm See, the anticipation is already building. <laughs> uh, in my Limbo, I have uh, the Blazers, the Kings, the Pacers, and the Spurs. Now, Marco, you've only named 29 <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I'd like to introduce a new category just for this year. Allow uh, me to reintroduce myself. My name is... Shitfuck. Um, <laughs> and of course, the inaugural members of the Shitfuck category are the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> I don't even think we can say we're in limbo, right? <laughs> uh, that's fair. Actually, I want to add the blazers and the paces to that. To the Shitfuck category. Yeah. <laughs> All right, damn, fuck. We've got a bloody lot of ground to cover here. Yeah, I got um, 12 teams in limbo, which is nearly half the league. I like your approach. I like your approach. Well, let's start with um, one of your limbo teams, the 76ers. Yeah, well, funnily enough, top of the alphabet. Yeah, funnily (laughs) enough. Or bottom if you really think about it. First letter in the alphabet. Seven. Yeah, so I've got the 76ers in limbo just because... They would obviously, you know, prior seasons would be in the contenders or pretenders. And I've got them in limbo because I don't think currently constructed they are even pretenders. And they still haven't gotten a deal done for Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And I think while with that hanging over them, they don't have an identity. Mm-hmm. Because whoever they get back from him will shape the team yeah. and will help form their identity. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. I think until Simmons is traded, like... They're not going to be contending and they're not going to be developing. However, I weirdly look at, and I feel like I feel like Sean Carroll is going to slap me for this one. I weirdly look at the 76ers like the Nuggets right now in that <clears throat> their second best player is out. You know, uh, Jamal Murray is going to come back. Uh, ben Simmons is going to get traded for someone of a cat like a second player caliber, most likely, unless... And then they just have this, you know... Uh, center who's constantly in MVP discussions. Mm. Jokic more so this year, obviously, but like going into the beginning of the season, like you could have picked either of them. Yeah. 
Um, and, it, you know, the discussion was around both of them last season, who will, like, who can really carry the identity of the team themselves. Mm. But, yeah, make no mistake, this is... I think there are a lot of teams this year who I have put in the pretenders who are, like, they have to play as if they're playing for the finals and yeah. they just know they're not going to make it. And it's mostly just because of rosters, you know, the, yeah. their roster. Like, with Philly, it is just because Ben Simmons isn't playing and he hasn't been traded. And there's fucking... There are, there's $40 million or $30 million worth of player not on the, on the court. Yeah, so you... That's kind of like... You haven't just looked at pretenders from the external view, but the internal view as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like, they know that because of how they've been and because of the way they've been built up, that they have to be quote-unquote contenders yeah, in exactly. their eyes. You know, oh, we can win every game. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You absolutely can't. You got Embiid, Maxi, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, like, the 76ers could make the conference semifinals pretty easily. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and uh, a good playoff series from Embiid and a bad playoff series from their opponents could put them in the conference finals. You yeah. Know? But there is no, this isn't a championship-winning roster. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get further than that and I think the same with the Nuggets like mm. we saw what happened with the Nuggets last year like Jokic really you know if that Sun series was fucking devastating mm. but there's no reason why if he'd, they'd had like a different semi-finals opponent he couldn't have taken them to at least the conference finals but on the other hand there's no internal view that they're going to win the championship yeah. in, in either of those seasons um, speaking on the Nuggets which we will get to later actually no, we'll get to them later we'll get to them later <laughs> <laughs> Should we go down to the next team? Yeah, uh, that would be the Milwaukee Bucks. It is. I've, I've also got the team, so I can I can help. <laughs> I was actually looking at the list. Uh, I've got the Bucks in contenders. Yeah, um, as do I. Uh, I actually had them in pretenders last season when we did this, and was I right? <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like that also speaks to the value of this ring, and also, what would they look like if they didn't win it? Yeah, like because I don't think coach. Uh, Bud would be coaching, and I don't reckon that Middleton or Holiday. I think one of them wouldn't be there, mm, which is crazy because they just put the band together. Yeah, you know, the yeah. last season. Yeah, and um, they're such a great fit together. But I think it is that finality and the tangibility of a ring that, like, mm. really, they'll probably all be there for another until, like, until they choose to leave. And like, I don't know. I I can foresee Drew um, retiring there. I can see all of them retiring there, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it it was like it wasn't until the, the Hawks Bucks series that I felt like the Bucks finally had their identity yeah. as, as like a team. I feel like um, obviously the Heat um, series, you know, they ran over them. Yeah. But all through the regular season and all through the Net series, it was like you are just you are just using Giannis and you're not using like any of you're not properly using any of the other tools you have at your disposal and you're also using him wrong <laughs> <laughs> and then it was so like refreshing in that Hawk series to, to like finally see all of their offensive game plan come together mm. um, like in a way that I just never appreciated over like two seasons of watching yeah. watching this cast of characters play um, and then that's why like in the finals watching them beat the Suns was actually you know I was ready to be so fucking despondent about that series and it was actually really enjoyable. It yeah. was like, okay, finally, this crew of like awesome basketball players, this fucking, like, a guy who'll be in like top five, top ten discussions when he retires easy peasy mm. is finally playing good basketball. And of course, yeah, when you win the chip, that's that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the crowning achievement. Of that. Yeah. But it was, it was more the way they were playing. And they've just come into this season like, 
classic sort of championship hangover with injuries. Yeah. And, you know, like a little bit of lack of fitness. But when they're all on the court together, they're playing like that basketball we saw in the last two series of the playoffs that we didn't yeah. see much of in the regular season. And fuck, man, like, imagine imagine Drew, like, f- full court pressing Steph Curry for seven oh, games. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not even saying, okay, obviously, the reigning champs are almost always going to be contenders, but, like, I'm so glad they are because yeah. I, I'm actually I, I'm actually excited to watch, like, a, a Bucks playoff series again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you made a great... That that Nets Buck series from last season, they won the ring and I still hold it against them. Like <laughs> yeah. w- what I still it's fucking puzzling that it took them seven games to win that series. It should have been four games. Yeah. I mean, Bud isn't afraid of doing gimmicky defenses. He was doubling Harden who had one leg. It's like triple team uh, KD. Yeah. Like just yeah. <laughs> throw everything at him. If Blake has one million points in a game, you'll probably win. <laughs> Like, you'll probably still win that game. Um, so, like, that still holds... Like, that's still fresh in my mind. But, yeah, the way they, they went on runs against the Hawks, who was like, you know, that's the, they're the team that goes on runs. Yeah. And they would just completely flatten them and, and go on runs of their own. And then, yeah, the way they beat the Suns was, like, such deserving winners. Yeah. And it was so weird that they just switched it on like that. Oh, maybe not switched it on, but, f- like, kind of flip, flicked the... Flick the switch. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like, I feel like going up against the Nets, it was almost like, it's almost like they weren't ready for the occasion or something like that. Mm. It was almost like they got caught up in the occasion of like, oh, we're playing the Brooklyn Nets who are like meant to be this unstoppable team. Mm. And then they've like, it's almost like they forgot that they were one and a half superstars down. Yeah. (laughs) And they were playing them as if all three of them were still out there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But... Now you look at the Bucks and you have such confidence in their big three and you have such confidence in all of their role players that yeah, they should go into every they should go into every game being like, We're gonna win this, you know? Yeah. Not being like we have to out defend and outsmart the other team. They should be like, if we just play our game, then we can win any game. Yeah. But that's that's how I feel about the Bucks this year this Definitely. year. Um the Bulls. So you got them uh, you got them contending. I got them contending. What do you have? I have them emerging mm. and this is one of the ones I struggled with the most because I don't think they're good enough to contend yet, but I don't want to call them pretenders because <laughs> this is like this is like their first season. It's game twenty, yeah. yeah, yeah it's game twenty, um, and I think while we don't know what these guys, um, you know, what these guys look like over a whole season and what these guys look like in the playoffs, I think it's really hard to be like. They're not going to go anywhere, but then it's also really hard to be like, they're not going, you know, they're not going to be contenders next year because they could be. Like, um, you know, Lonzo Ball has played zero playoff games. Uh, True. <laughs> Zach Levine, um, I this is the one thing I meant to prepare, and I <laughs> nah, it's it's it's, uh, it's on brand. <laughs> Zach Levine, how many playoff games do you reckon Zach Levine has played? Uh, I reckon he's had a series Zero Zero wow. playoff games um, and Oh no he got traded for Jimmy Butler to Minnesota yeah, yeah. And Minnesota don't make the playoffs No <laughs> <laughs> um, And like obviously you've got DeRozan there with heaps of experience You've got uh, Vucevic the fucking you know uh, first round exit specialist 
Um, and then uh, Alex Caruso, who's weirdly the one guy who's won a ring on that team. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't like. I think there's there's too much there's too much like gap in that sort of experience to be like I know what this team is going to look like come the playoffs. But I mean that in both directions. Like I'm not like this team's going to crumble in the playoffs because I don't believe that like you know I believe that Lonzo and Levine could go into their first playoffs and be ready for mm. it. But on the other hand, they could fall apart and they could yep. be like, all right, you need to get spanked in a playoff series to like know how serious it is when you yeah. come back next year um and yeah that's why i don't want to put them in pretending though because like fuck if if they look good in the playoffs then yeah they're a chance yeah absolutely so emerging they're emerging but they're like fucking way ahead of the pack of everyone <laughs> right. else in emerging yeah yeah um i just want to go back i just um completely butchered the details of the zach levine jimmy butler trade <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to correct them but i just want to let you know that i know how i butchered them <laughs> Uh, just, just switch everything around. <laughs> uh, you've kind of swayed me with that. We don't know how they look like in the playoffs um, because it's completely different. Like every single season we learn how little the regular season matters. Um, but my criteria was, can I see them beating anyone in their conference mm. in a playoff series? And I, I can. The only teams I can... Like, yeah, I can see them beating... I can see them making the NBA Finals the Bulls. Mm. And they don't have any, like, A-star players. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. They don't have any A-star skill sets. I'm talking about offensively. But they've got enough guys that are B-plus mm. in every part of offense yeah, yeah. that there's not... I don't see a D that has not only, like, the schematic um, game plan to game plan against it, but also the personnel to defend against mm, right. all the things they can do. Because DeRozan wants to take mid-ranges. Levine, I haven't seen him sprint this season. He gets to the layup. Like, he blows by people to get to the, to get to the ring. They can all shoot. They're all empowered to shoot. Um, something I think I really like about the Bulls is, like, Dasumnu, pick any of those random yeah, players. yeah. They are, I've yet to see them hit a three, but they shoot them all with so much energy yeah, yeah. and they gun back on D and they, mm. they are on such a string defensively and um, they just play with an energy. They just play with a winning energy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the makes will come or they won't, but they up 20, down 20, they look like they have a chance at winning the game and they look like they want to win the game. Yeah. No, you've made a really good point as in... I can see them beating anyone in the conference. Like, I mean, it's it's Bucks and Miami that they've got to beat, basically, mm. in, yeah. in the East. That being said, I think just because this is the start of this group and of this game plan, I think that, like, you know, you look at the Heat, you look how fucking well-drilled they are, and they've only been playing together for two and a, two and a bit seasons, yeah. you know? Uh, you look at the Bucks. Now they're fine. Like, they're in the second year of this, like, like how how many how many how much retention did they have from last season? They didn't lose like the Bucks. Yeah, they didn't lose that deep into their bench. You know, probably t- oh, off the top of my head, I reckon they would have lost one rotation like, player. What Bryn Forbes? Yeah, and replace him with Garrett. Uh, uh, yeah, Ga- Garrett, uh, Garrett Allen. No, no, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Garrett <was> Allen. <laughs> I was going for Garrison Matthews. <laughs> you were going for a win projector. Um. Uh, so I. I, and I like I, like we were saying with the Bucks, like they're they're so solid in their play now that I think it would just be that like okay, you need you need one full season together, you need mm. one full season together, 
but fuck, how quickly has it come together for them? Mm. Like, I don't think, I don't think anyone expected. There were so many doubts about like the off-season moves for the Bulls, and obviously a lot of people were like, yeah, if you throw those players together, they're going to do well. But I don't think anyone expected them to gel so quickly. Like, yeah, they've got there's a real great chemistry in mm. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, who we got next? We on to the Seas, and by that I don't mean the Celtics. I mean the Cavaliers. <laughs> uh, I had him in emerging. Yeah, I got him in like emerging too. This is a no-brainer, fucking textbook emerging team. Yeah, <laughs> like great young core, variable, variable, variable. Do both of them work? Yeah, I mean, it depends what you say next. Skill sets. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I'd say variable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Variable <laughs> skill sets. Um, yeah, there's so many directions this team can go to. They could trade a couple of these young guys. It wouldn't even take that many of their young pieces because I feel like there's so much value in them mm. to get a star, like a yeah. star that wants out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, yeah. no-brainer emerging. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at the Cavs at the beginning of the season like, okay, they've just weirdly found themselves with this mismatch of players. Like, this isn't the Cavs team of the future. But, like, I think it is. I, mm. think, I think you can... I think... I think you can already see this team like very easily finishing top six in the East. Um, and maybe they fall away towards the end of the season. It won't really matter because, you know, they're being led by such young players. I feel like Laurie Markkinen's value has somehow gone up. Mm, like, yeah. I was like, he's just going to tank in Cleveland. Mm. And I feel like, you know, he was a more desirable player as he is. Um, and yeah, like, like, like you're saying, I feel like if you lose any of those young guys, you don't really lose... You've got enough other skill sets that you're not kind of at a detriment if you bring someone bigger in, like yeah. because you have because you have these three like completely different skill set bigs. Like you only need two. You only need two <laughs> yeah. of those skill sets. Yeah, and then fuck. Yeah, you have you have two six one guards. I mean, yeah. who knows if um, Sexton's going to come back? Um, you know, in any sort of form or when. Mm. Uh, but like. Between those five players, like the three bigs and Garland and Sexton, like two of them you can get rid of it and you haven't lost anything. Yeah. Like you haven't lost any of your kind of game plan, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon, what do you reckon the finish should, what do you project their finish to be? What seed? Oh, man. Because I, I, I think the safe pick is, I don't want to say, no, I don't want to say safe pick. I think they could really get a top six spot. Yeah. I would say seven. <laughs> like I think I think there is just a little bit more experience on some of those other teams mm. leagues. like I'm trying to think yeah because what if you go you know Bulls Heat Bucks then you've got like Hawks Boston Sixers Nets yeah oh, fuck yes. <laughs> forgot about those guys <laughs> yeah so I would say seven and that even that is like you're upsetting a team that should be better than you yeah I think um, I think there'll be um like with the new, with the good format, like you know, I don't like this playing stuff. I'm sorry, everyone. They would have made. I reckon, yeah, they would have made the playoffs. Yeah. Like just one through eight, they would have made. They would make. They'll make a top eight seed. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um. All right, we've got fucking a thousand more teams to go. So we should we, <laughs> should we move on to the Celtics? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> I've got them in. I've got them in pretending, but honestly, the more I think about it, I think I should have them in limbo. I got them in limbo. Yeah. Um. Context of the last five years, they were contenders and now they're worse, but they haven't gotten enough younger to have started a rebuild or be emerging. They're kind of just slipping and like spiraling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
it's like the same players like Horford's there and his canter's there (laughs) (laughs) sorry Mr. Freedom (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's you know and then they and then they even have added value this year like in Schroeder um, Josh, Josh Richardson like but they're still as bad as last season and they're nowhere close to those conference finals teams. Like, they're mm. just nowhere close. Man, I I really think one of Brown or Tatum needs to go and not mm. in that, like, they don't work together, just, like, if it hasn't worked. If it's not... If you're not getting better or at least maintaining the same level of, um, you know, of play, then just you have to get rid of one of them. Like, you have to mix something up. Like, like we're going to talk about the paces later. Like, it's not that, like any of the Pacers players that they're trying to move on are bad. It's that it's just not working. <laughs> Sometimes the marriage is over and yeah. like the league moves so quickly, like so, so quickly. Uh, so it's kind of a, it's kind of amazing that they've lasted this long together. Mm. Um, and my, at this, in the off season, I said, if it doesn't work, then smart Tatum or Brown, one of them is going to go. That seems like, we're so far beyond that now. Yeah. I think that like Tatum or Brown has to go is like the fair point yeah, yeah. to make now. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think Smart stays. Like I think both of them should go and Smart would stay. <laughs> you know? like, it could be that sort of okay. I mean, no, Jason Tatum is still. I'm not even kidding here. He's 23 or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's still younger than me. Yeah. Um. Shall we move on to the next scene? Yeah, I just want to say I'm really glad how little time we spend talking about the Celtics. Yeah, we, we've. I feel like we've had the same discussion about the Celtics like eight times on this podcast. And <laughs> All right. Fuck, sad it hasn't changed. All right, the Cappers. I mean, the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have them pretending, and, yeah. you, and you have them in limbo, do you? I have them in limbo, and I want to. I want to. I'm going to plug my article that I my latest article on the Deep Two, uh, which is not even that recently. It's like a couple months old, but I was talking about. Um, if you're waiting for one of your players to come back from injury, that means your team doesn't have an identity. Mm. And I feel like you're in limbo if you do that. And like what we were just talking about with the Celtics, with the, how fast the league moves um, and with the fact that if you aren't getting better, like stagnating, it means you're getting worse. And yeah, if you're waiting for your best player to come back, um, then I feel like you have to be in limbo. Like you can't, like time isn't, you're not going to get that time back. Yeah, I take your point, but I think Kawhi is good enough that when he comes back, they're just immediately going to be a borderline contender again. Um, like, I think I do think the Kawhi Paul George duo is good enough for them to just pop right back in mm. to the competition. I do take your point though, because fuck, this is such a dismal Clippers team. So bad. Like, the roster is just shocking. And, it's so bad. And when one of your yeah, when one of your best players is out, like you need people to step up. And I feel like no one has this year. Like mm. in the playoffs, you know, like Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, mm. um, obviously had some massive scoring games, but they haven't carried it into this season. Um, but, you know, like you look at you look at Denver and obviously it's not a it's not a perfect storm there, but like Will Barton has had mm. to become like a 20, 25 point <laughs> um, a game guy uh, without Murray or MPJ there. Mm. Um, and no one has done that in for the Clippers. Yeah. Um, I think they, like, they won today without Paul George, though. So... Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Against the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> That's promising. Um, yeah, but looking at their roster, other than Paul George and Reggie Jackson, it's it's bad. Yeah. So, the what they those two are doing uh, is pretty amazing. Mm. They're sh- oh, wow. Their three-point percentages are rancid. 
and their field goal percentages. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like you can kind of, I mean, this is backfiring on I me mean, now that Paul George didn't play today, but the 16 wins, I feel like I haven't really seen a good game from anyone but those two yeah, guys. Yeah, 100%. The Canard contract looks horrible. Yeah. And the Morris contract looks worse. Um, Zubats is also one of uh, two losers of the Jonas Valanciunas matchup. So <laughs> let's not forget about that. But <laughs> bumping shoulders with Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like Zubats. Yeah, no, me too, fit. me too. Uh, and just as a chess piece, I feel like he has taken over from Ennis Cantor as... Actually, no, he's he's much better. <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, should we go to... Another loser of the JV matchup, the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> On to greener pastures. Um, yeah, I have them. I have them emerging. Um, I think I do too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at look at this team. How long is it? I, I keep I keep forgetting that Jai's out. I keep saying like, oh, the Grizz won today. I'm like, what the fuck? With, yeah. with who? With Ty Jones and Desmond Bain? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, that is the exactly <laughs> that's exactly who it. Um, yeah, this this is awesome. Like this is this franchise is just going in the right directions. Um, we've spoken about it heaps this season. We spoke about it preseason. I feel where we were like they're like, um, you know, they're hedging some bets on the future while still being good right now. Yeah, you know, they they have maneuverability both if they want to like draft young or if they want to put in assets for like an, an assets um, <laughs> for, for another for for another star along Ja and yeah Ja is just having the season of his life obviously um and, or was until he until he went down mm. um and yeah no this year no no way there's just no room for them i think i think they'll make the playoffs again and they'll have a good series but i don't think they'll get past the first round but it doesn't matter because all the pieces are there mm. like for you know, when one team breaks apart or gets a bit too old for them to jump jump right into that place. Um, never seen this guy before in my life, but he he got a couple. He got seven minutes a day for the Grizzlies. Have you seen this man? <laughs> Eves Pond. Eves Pond. That is that's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of names, 100%. right next to Donye. What's 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 his basketball reference nickname? <laughs> Ooh, you keep talking. I'll find that. Eve Saint Eve Saint Lewet is what I'm. Eve Saint Lapons. <laughs> oh, it's Eve Pons. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's French. Um, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> uh, yeah, completely unwatchable team without Jar, as we discussed on uh, the Deep Two a couple of weeks ago. Um, but. I mean, they're still a great team. Like, mm. they're, yeah, they're winning all these games. They beat the Sixers today uh, without Embiid, but still, mm. I'm not going to hold that against them. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, yeah, the point is if you're winning games and, like, guys like Desmond Bain are having fucking incredible, mm. incredible minutes, then, yeah, what else do you need, mm. you know? I feel like I'm, like, um, teams that are waiting for, like, absolute superstars to come back from long-term industry, in, industry, injury. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Memphis, it's actually just getting all those bit players and young guys more minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's actually valuable. It's not valuable, um, you know, Luke Kennard having to start for you. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is, you know, it is valuable having uh, Desmond Bain have, like play a full 35 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they still have to drop Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Like imagine what the team will look like after that happens. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm very happy for Memphis. Yeah, same. Oh, and yeah, when Jar is on, 
Is there a better show? Yeah. I don't no, think so. No. Lamello's no. got a got a shout for just like single player. Um Yeah, I mean of of the young guys for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, Steph Curry, you know. That's, that's, that's probably the best show. In town, actually. Um Trey Young. Yeah, I, I love the Trey show. And the Hawks. <laughs> wow, what a perfect segue there. Uh I had him in Pretenders. Yeah, I got him in Pretenders as well. Um, I just think context of last year, if you make a conference finals, I do hate like the finality of this stuff and being like, you know, he's better than him because he has this many rings, yada, yada, yada. But I don't want to discredit what they did. It's more mm. that. I don't want to discredit what they did achieve last season. And uh, this is kind of one of the few times where I feel like being you'd, being in pretenders is more of a compliment than being in yeah, an emerging. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. 100%. That's... I think it's the only team in Pretenders where it's a compliment to Pretenders. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't... I can't really recall watching a Hawks game this season and just being absolutely blown away. Yeah. But I think every team who faces... Like, any team who faces them in the playoffs is going to be absolutely shitting themselves. Yeah. Like, they're already... They're already at that stage where... They're not at that stage where they can phone it in in the regular season, but they are at that stage where they're fairly certainly going to make the playoffs and yeah. everyone will be thinking about how to beat them like come the end of the season um and yeah to me that's like you've made it the, <laughs> the, now the only thing is how do you get out of pretenders into contenders yeah know? i i i think they can do it internally yeah but i think that it's not worth the risk i feel like that they should go externally they should they should trade because they could put a mad package together mm, yeah um so i reckon they yeah, should everyone go. wants cam reddish I would love Cam Reddish, man. I, I I'm not here for the hate that you will find on this on the deep too. I love Cam Reddish, I, he, and he loves the challenge. Like he will take on any player in the league. He'll get forty on his head. Give me that guy, man. Give me that guy. He doesn't care. Yeah, just the field goal percentage. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're com- you're completely right. And don't have this perfect storm with Trey Young there, and then waste it by like waiting for. Um, young players on your team to get better. Yeah. Like, you know, don't have to this year. I don't think, like, this is really the year for it. But, yeah, like, mm. next offseason, be thinking about that. That would be that'd be front and center in my mind if I was Atlanta Hawks GM. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make a move for Shea if I were the Hawks. Yeah, right. Because um, they got young pieces, which I'm sure that Thunder mm. be licking their lips at. They got all their picks? I'm not sure, but I think, I think yeah. so. I feel semi-confident in that. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at these players, I don't see the player they traded to get and they yeah. traded away picks. Yeah. Maybe a pick for Gallo. Probably if they if they got Gallo from the Thunder or did they just sign him? Because um, if they got him from the Thunder, there was definitely a pick involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, what a lovely duo that would be. Trey and Shay. Yeah. Like a secondary ball handler next to him. Com- completely different skill set as yeah. well. Um, oh my God, that would be so much fun. Yeah. And uh, so hard to guard. Yeah. Imagine guarding both of them. Like the first pick and roll breaks down. Mm. To break down a, a tray pick and roll, you have to defend it so well. Yeah. And then he dribbles out, kicks it to the wing, and then the next pick and roll starts. Yeah. With yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah. fucking stop that. Stop that 20 <laughs> times. Oh, man. That's my that's my exact uh, my league team right now. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the Hawks have most of their picks, so they can really do whatever they like. Yeah, um, I feel like I had one more thing to say, but it's not coming to mind, and this will probably already go for an hour and a bit. Yeah. So, uh, next team. Damn, we're all the way at team number duh, 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 nine. nine. Oh, <laughs> Miami I didn't count. Heat. 
That's flames by me. <laughs> the ninth letter in the alphabet. Nine. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I haven't been, I haven't contenders. Yeah. I think if you've listened to this podcast, you know how we feel about the Miami Heat. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like another team we can kind of speed run. I'd yeah. accidentally clicked watch. Uh, oh no, I don't have my VPN on. It was. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not in South Africa. And they and they have been. Uh, I feel like they've been sliding recently. Mm. Um, but I, I mean, this isn't like if they're getting. Tyler, his shots. Duncan still hasn't found his shot, but that'll come. I feel mm. he had he had a he had his. I think he had twenty five the other night, and it was the first game of the season where I was like, oh, he looks like he's getting into rhythm. Yeah, but you're right. There's so much confidence. I have so much confidence in Duncan getting his shot at some point this season. Yeah. Um, and I think despite being like injured to hell and like, I, I'm fairly confident Jimmy and Bam are going to come back. Yeah. With, without you know without any long-term consequences. But despite that, they, they're just playing their brand of basketball. Yeah. You know, like um, Dwayne Dedman is just filling in mm. and doing exactly what Bam would be doing <laughs> in his situation. They're keeping Tyler on the bench for most games, even though they're like, you know, their two best players are injured. Um, so, they're, yeah, they're just plugging players into all the same spots and uh, making sure that it's going to work. I've complete... Unlike last season where... I, well, we were both like, don't worry, Jimmy's going to come good. And, and Jimmy was like, don't worry, I'm going to come good. And then, nah, that didn't happen. But I have much more confidence in it this season. Yeah. And yeah, with Jimmy and Bam out, fifth in the East, uh, 16 and 12. Or mm. not, they haven't been out the whole season, but recently, like while they've been sliding. And yeah, this is just a team that's built for the playoffs. Mm. And um, this is a, easily a better team than made the finals 100%. two seasons ago. Yeah. 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 It's the same. It's the same core. The younger players are older, and Kyle Lowry is there. And, Kyle know. Lowry's there, and they have uh, Dwayne Dedman in the Olympic minutes, which mm. is so much yeah, better. Yeah, so much I like better that for a lot like more. yeah for the mold of the team. Not not knocking Kelly Olynyk, uh, <laughs> the goat. Um, <laughs> what's it? What's it from? Cam Loops. Uh, uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about. Oh, you know how like yeah in Toronto there's OVO. Yeah, I reckon. Which is October's very own. Yeah. We should have KVO. <laughs> Cam Loops very own. Yeah, nice. and we, have, we already have KVO. KVO Sound Radio. KVO Kelly and <laughs> KVO Konkin. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Sick. Yeah. That's Shout great. Out across the pond. <laughs> Marco Holden. Um, <laughs> hey, at what do Donye. Do you like hearing the download on all your NBA and basketball content? Hey, at Will Conkin on Instagram and Twitter. Don't you mean the lowdown on NBA and basketball content? No, I mean the down low, because that's our show. The down low, where we give you the lowdown on everything NBA. Check out the down low NBA on all your podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple, or even Google Podcasts. Google has podcasts? Yeah, I didn't even know that either. But now you know, so go and get it in your ears. Shall we move on to uh, the next team in the H category? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, where you got them? Yeah, I got them emerging as well. Yeah, same, same, same. Um, so much fun to watch this team. Uh, I feel like all my teams in emerging are kind of no-brainers. Mm. I feel like this is the easiest category to make this year. Yeah, yeah. There's so many nice young teams that are like, it's not just like, oh, they will be good. It's like, they're good enough to be fun to watch right now. Yeah. And I think a lot of the stuff uh, that made the Hornets not fun to watch last year is starting to get a little bit better. Mm. I also feel like it's just, it seems so rare to me that you have, like, I feel like all of their core players, like, 
Terry Rozier, Lamelo Ball, Miles um, Bridges. I feel like they were all like one of them was prone to not be good this year. Like <clears throat> one of them was sort of prone to be a bit of a bust. Lamelo Ball, like God bless him, what a legend! But I I really thought he was going to be a superstar or a bust, like within the first two seasons of his career. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously proven which one of those he has. Yeah. But yeah, for them to sort of all be getting better and playing well together and none of them slipping away. Yeah, I think I think that's how you define an emerging team. <laughs> uh, speaking of slipping away, I feel like Terry Rozier has kind of just like flown under the radar. His numbers are down this year, but I feel like he's more threatening. Yeah. Because he, he isn't the priority, mm. I feel. I feel like, I feel like it's pretty obvious when you watch, watch them. But like as a as a, like a late shot clock bucket getter, he is at, at the very top of the league, mm. like one of the best. Um, and you're happy with the shots he misses. I feel yeah, definitely. Uh, very low field goal percentage, but like I feel like that's a product of um, what he does, and also the team just plays with all this chaos. Um, I think James Borrego calls it structured chaos. Yeah. Also, such a good coach. Yeah. He is such a good coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like. When they drafted Lamelo, it was like, okay, so, you know, you've got Rosier who've gone in as your primary ball handler. You're going to, you know, make Devontae Graham play off ball. And now you've, like, drafted another point guard. Mm. Um, but I think after, his, you know, uh, Ball's breakout last year, it's it's just very clear that he's the primary ball handler there yeah. and, and Rosier is accepting that. And I think that's sort of, you know, I think that's admirable because he was he was the guy in Charlotte. They have five guys averaging at least 17. Really? 17? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do you Fucking, name them. Guess uh, them. Ubre, Hayward. <laughs> I can't believe I just said those two first. Yeah, you got the, you, you got the other three. <laughs> yeah, Bridges, Rosie, and Paul. Yeah. Um, I feel like Fuck, this... man. I keep forgetting... I literally keep forgetting that Gordon Hayward and Kelly Ubre are there. And they're kind of okay. Oh, really good. <laughs> I feel like Gordon Hayward... I actually feel like um, they... Like a Haywood or a Rudy Gay, just one of those like early thirties, mm. way past like way past their prime. Yeah, and injured, you know. Yeah, injured past their best basketball as well. But like, also reminds me of uh, Danny Granger. I feel like um, post prime, post injury, Danny Granger. Like a, he's obviously way out of the league at this point. But like that type <laughs> of player, you take Gordon Hayward out of this team. I don't feel like they have the success. Mm. So did like to just have that like security and that fallback um it, i feel like that kind of lets all the other players be absolutely crazy yeah, because they you can know, make they can make mistakes yeah and you have like a really solid guy to fall back on yeah, yeah. and i feel like in all the chaos there's going to be these like little all this space created and you know gordon hayward's going to hit like I, I trust him to hit every open shot yeah and Ubre has just really impressed me this season i feel like that Warriors move was so bad for him. Mm. Like, it was not a good fit, but it was also just so bad to be like, all right, you need to be the second, like, scoring option yeah. on on a team that uh, was in the finals the last five seasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now it's like, fuck, man, you're, you're coming off the bench for, a, a, like, one of the most threatening offenses in the league. Yeah. Uh, it's And it's, quite, it's almost like, you know, how you can let Jordan Clarkson go out and miss a lot of shots. And have an atrocious field goal percentage, and it's like, well, yeah, it works because he's he's playing against the other guy's six sixth, sixth 
through through tenth players. You yeah. know, like uh, he's much better than them, but he's not good enough to like to start. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's like he just looks so much more confident um, in Charlotte, obviously, than he did last season. Um, and yeah, happy for him. Yeah, happy for him. You know. Um, and I feel like the Hornets and the Cavs. Uh, <clears throat> more so last year for the Hornets with Devontae Graham as well. But there's still so many ball-dominant players in Charlotte right now. Yeah. And then in Cleveland, all the centers. Yeah. I feel like James Borrego and JB Biggestaff are doing... Biggestaff is such a silly name. No, no, yeah. His name's James Borrego Biggestaff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> what's the point of making <laughs> the coaches oh, the coaches I feel like we really need a they've really they got a job for the next 30 years yeah like right. to have all this success and make these teams look promising um, like I feel like so many teams so many fan bases would be like how are we going to make it work and then 20 games in the season like fucking fire everyone mm. um, but these two coaches have made it work yeah yeah and no one's complaining. And they've found that this, like, unorthodox style or unorthodox build-up is, is is a strength. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, yeah, not, a, there's not the guard and the wings and the big. Mm. It's whatever the fuck they do, yeah. which is always, a, is always a, a mismatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, excellent, excellent point. Um, and to the next team. The Utah Jazz. Yeah. Here, here we are again. <laughs> Uh, well, well, let's go to the let's go to the um, pop culture references. Uh, ah, shit! Here we go again. <laughs> um, uh, Abe Simpson walking in and out of the. <laughs> is it a? Is it a? Uh, it's it's the. Uh, what did you call it? A bordello? <laughs> <laughs> a cabaret? A cabaret? Yeah, I, I like cabaret. Do you have any? No, I'm trying to think. Ah, well, here we are again, man. Yeah. Like, Jazz and the Pretenders, what's new? <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Oh, I, I, was, I have nothing to add. Like, yeah, they'll smoke your team in the regular season and they'll shit the bed in the playoffs. It's the fucking, it's the same story. And now you now you have um, now you have Rudy Gobert Jr. in there as well. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's, not, there's not even the option to not play with him on the floor. <laughs> James Morego, biggest yeah. star. <laughs> like I fucking the more I think about it, the more I hate the Hassan Whiteside move just like just on fucking principle it's like yeah sign a different center <laughs> <laughs> um I, I I will I will say I have like Gobert Gobert more yeah, this season yeah. I feel like he's eaten the glass heaps mm, more mm. and also he's finishing a lot more um like he's more of a threat in yeah, uh, inside yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that they could have used that against the Clippers last season, but I'm not willing to. They can the Jazz can prove me wrong. Yeah. I will not put this team in the contenders. Yeah, they like they need to become good like playoff perimeter can, uh, defenders, or they just need to start playing completely differently. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like those are the only two options. It's like yeah. either you either either you sign like you know two Drew Holidays mm. or you've got to change how you play basketball. Yeah. And man, like, oh, I would love to see Boyan Bogdanovich on another team. Yeah. And I would love to see Joe Ingles on another team. Like, like, 
it's so I'm so mad that they they play in that city and I'd never watch them play mm. because when we had Boyan for half a season, we are such a fucking dumpster dumpster fire of a franchise, man. We would take putting him, we would bring him off the bench, like easily our best scorer. He was better than Beal at that point. Um, easily our best scorer. Uh, nah, I'm good for now, thanks. Uh, Marco just offers me some more vanilla coke. <laughs> um, yeah, these. Are the, I, f- I want this team to blow up for the sake of the rest of the league. Yeah. And for the sake of me as a fan. Yeah. There's so many players I love on the Jazz. Um, like those two. Actually, like Royce O'Neal, handy little fuck. Oh, you yeah. know, like Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. I have no... I feel like he's one of those young stars who, you know, is probably never going to even get a sniff of a championship, but I have no problems with. Like, I have no yeah. problem with his game. I'm not like, he needs to do this more. He needs to do that more. I'm like, no, he's just like a really good B plus scoring yeah. guy. Yeah. Um and yeah, while they're while they're all together, sitting in fucking Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, nothing is gonna be going on. <laughs> Alright, well, the Kings? Uh, the Kings. I mean, what can you say about the Kings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, these fuckers are in limbo. Yeah, they're in limbo. Um <laughs> Oh, I mean, like, same pop culture references. <laughs> yeah. The jazz you can put for the Kings. But the Kings are fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I'll watch a Kings game yeah. f- for the hell of it, you know. I'll still watch it for, for the hell of it. Yeah. Um, and I'll still put on a Kings game for Darren Fox. Mm. Um, and Rich Holmes. Uh, and that's probably where it ends. Nah, like, Harry Barnes, you know. Mm. I, I don't like how he, he's ended up where he's ended up. But... Another guy I would love to see on another team just, like, earning, like, a quarter of the money he's <laughs> earning. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think... Like, it's just obvious that this group of players isn't going to get you anywhere close to the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know who you, you bring in or what you do to fix it either. I don't even know... I feel like there's no plan for it either. Like, mm. the Simmons trade... Honestly, the Simmons trade could have been good just for shaking it up. But it's yeah. like, okay, well, if you're not going to shed the caliber of players you would have shed it in the Simmons trade, then you're not going to get a Ben Simmons yeah. in, in return. And then you're not really going to go anywhere as a franchise, you know, like doing like a like for like swap with one of these guys isn't going to, mm. isn't going to achieve anything for you. You got to refuck the atom. I think, yeah, I think you got to either swing for the star, <laughs> swing for the star or burn everything. Yeah. As Slick said about the Knicks pre, on our first little flurry of uh, episodes, it would have been episode five-ish. Uh, tear it down, build it up, and then tear that down again. Mm. Either you do that or you, you go for the the disgruntled star. Um, yeah. Because you guys are just stuck and you've been stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, well, speaking of the Knicks, who are next <laughs> on the list, I kind of feel like they're almost in the tear it down again stage. I, I, I oh man... Speaking about basketball moves fast, the New York Knicks move <laughs> ultra light. <laughs> um, I feel like they're so early in this Tom Thibodeau tenure, like already at a crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, is it all like, are they going to be as good as they were at the end of last season for the next few years? Or is it all going to go to shit like tomorrow? Um, and I'm really, I have them in. I, I think I have them. I have them in limbo, don't I? Because no, I've still got them in emerging. Where do I have them? Pretenders. Oh my god! 
I also used, I just want to use this time that you're scrolling to clear up. I used the word ultralight. I did not mean to use that. And I don't know what I was trying to use. You mean like slow? No, like super fast. Uh, right. Like if Light speed? Light speed, I think maybe. It was definitely like a space reference. Yeah. Um, I've just discovered I haven't written the Knicks down anymore. Oh, well, live on air. It's Saturday night. I have them in emerging, but I think that like, they could slip into uh, limbo tomorrow. Yeah. Basically, I think... Um, you know, uh, oh no, yeah, I had them in limbo. Fuck, <laughs> I just delete. I just deleted them. <laughs> um, yeah, what was working last season like just isn't working this season. I yeah. think it's almost purely the element of surprise. Like teams really, <laughs> they really know how New York is going to play. Like teams don't go up against Julius Randle and go like, oh wow, he's good at basketball. It's like, yeah, he was, he was, you know, in an All NBA team last <laughs> year. Um, and like Randall hasn't recaptured any of that magic from last mm. season. Uh, I think despite having all these like, you know, they've really re-upped uh, on their scoring guards. I don't think any of them are really gelling well together. Obviously, the Kemba Walker situation yeah. isn't that bad because he's not on that, <laughs> that much money. Yeah. Like that was one of those things that I was like, this is going to be catastrophic because he's getting paid $30 million a year. And it's like, oh no, he's just on like a regular, yeah. he's just on a regular contract. But yeah, I really, I really think it could fall apart for them. Yeah, um, and like they took him out of the lineup, and they're like, they're still losing. Yeah, it was that was so weird. I think that was a really, really weird thing mm. that happened. Yeah, um, I like I, I get it. I get it that you have too many players in that build, but fucking just you have to throw him on like it's Kemba Walker he's got he must have he must have some value to you this is the this is the thing right how rigid is Tom Thibodeau as a coach compared to the the JBs yeah. of the world you know yeah. like that you can't find even a rotation like even a rotational part for Kemba Walker like mm. a former multi-time all-star yeah. sure like his injuries have slowed him down so much but if you can't find a way to fit that guy into your rotation, like, what fucking worth are you as a coach? Yeah, yeah, great point. I think, yeah, he's so stuck in his ways and he has been. And he had a great season last year and it was such a perfect storm last year, but easily could be back in limbo next year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have them there just because I, it's like, if this doesn't work, then that's where they'll be. And I don't think it's going to work. That's I, This is me... This is me, Johnny Light, light using the situation. <laughs> light know. speed? Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Ultralight. Bigelow <laughs> <laughs> Ultralight. Um. Uh, well, I love that even alphabetically, the, the, the uh, Lakers are next. Even, I haven't worded that well. I love that alphabetically, Knicks and Lakers are next to each other. Yeah, right. Nice. Um, and the next team is the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got these bad boys. Limbo. Yeah. I've got them in pretending. Mm. I had them um, in pretending, contending, and limbo switching because I was I had all these different friends of mine. If LeBron's in your team, you're contending. If LeBron and AD, oh, if the Lakers made the playoffs two years ago, then uh, sorry, the finals two years ago, the playoffs last year, and they have all these great players, then they have to be other pretenders or contenders. But what the fuck is this team's identity? Because you said in the, our last episode, and this is paraphrasing, but twenty games in the identity of each team is taking shape and they don't have an identity. So I think that they have to be in limbo. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly so surprised because I thought that 
I thought you were going to say your favorite line, like, it's LeBron. He's <laughs> like, any team with LeBron is contending. And, like, I honestly, I do believe that. I do believe that. Uh, I think it. I think it's basically like LeBron, Steph, KD, and you'd have to say Giannis, but you haven't yeah. seen him in a, like, you know, he's only been gotten in better situations as each season is go- goes on. Like, that team's always a contender. Mm. Um, but, fuck, like, you're so right. There is zero cohesion in this squad. The old guys are way too old. Anthony Davis is having such a bad season. Mm. Like, he's just not good. It's just not good to watch the way he's playing basketball this year. Russell Westbrook, like, if he takes off at the end of the season, like, what good is that going to be? Yeah. If there's no... Like, because, like, like you always say, Russell Westbrook in himself is this sort of vacuum of an identity. Like, he, he sucks up the identity yeah. of the team's offense. And LeBron, like, I know he's coming good again, but... I think he. I think we're finally seeing the mortality of LeBron James. Mm. Like, he had his most serious injury. He hasn't been fully fit this year, and it's like, well, can he? Can he just play through being almost thirty-eight years old mm. uh, come the end of the season? I'm. I'm actually not sure he can. Like, mm. I. I can't. I'm having my doubts about LeBron James. <laughs> I actually have no doubts about LeBron. Yeah. Um. Your second and third best player can't be your two worst players, which is <laughs> which is the case. And I love Chuck on on nationally televised American fucking just good old fashioned American TV, um, calling out Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis has been shit for two years now, and I don't care if you're injured if you're on a, con- a team that should be contending. You know who doesn't give a fuck about your injury? Winning a ring. Yeah. Winning a ring does not care about how you feel. Um, Being injured doesn't make you take two three-pointers a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Westbrook was a shocking fit at the time of the trade. He's just as bad a fit now. Uh, AD, yeah, has just not been anywhere near good enough. And although I still have faith that LeBron and AD can work from a, from a technical point, from a mental point, I don't believe in AD at all. Mm. Uh, you need to make the trade for, to get rid of Westbrook yesterday. Because when the Cavs with LeBron a few years ago made all those trades and got you know Rodney, Hook, Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance and whoever else they got, um, looking through basketball reference, I think the team had 22 players on the roster that year, God. which is too many players to have. They did that trade at the trade deadline and showed that you know they didn't have a shot at winning. Um, but with how little time they had to gel, they just got exposed in the playoffs. And you got to be real. This team, as constructed, is not going to win a ring. And I think, like, you know, say what you will about some of the squads that LeBron James has played with. At least they were sort of put together by NBA general managers. I mean, (laughs) if you want to call David Griffin that. (laughs) But, like, that deadline Cavs thing and like the the lakers squad of this year these are lebron james gm'd teams Mm. like he has obviously had so much influence over uh who they traded for and who they signed and he just he just hasn't he just hasn't fit players who like cover the things that they need to cover yeah I, i think that's like the most basic thing you do like you're you're loading up a 2K roster and you're like, cool, I've got enough point guard minutes and I've got enough shooting guard minutes. Yeah. You know, like, and it just it's just like he hasn't done that. Yeah. He's just signed whoever whoever's names it's it's like a it's like a seven year old putting together a basketball team based mm. on like, oh cool, I know Carmelo Anthony, I know Dwight <laughs> Howard. <laughs> oh, and I only have a little bit of money left. Okay, sure, Malik Monk. Like <laughs> Um and yeah, it's just not gonna work. And 
the who who are you going to trade for at the deadline? How are you going to go into the playoffs with a completely new team? Mm. Uh, when you're already coming from a team that has zero chemistry and has only played twenty games together, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Cool. God, the fucking Lakers, man. I I can't wait for them to win the ring and then yeah. <laughs> my clip of as constructed, they will not win the ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Orlando Magic. I mean, I haven't been I haven't been rebuilding, but you know. I don't. I don't really know what they're rebuilding towards. <laughs> like, I have them in limbo. Yeah, yeah. Because they're shit. <laughs> like, who's the rebuilding piece? You're like, <gasps> yeah. Or like, it's not a total rebuild. Like, we're gonna get. We haven't gotten onto them. Any of the rebuilding teams. Well, mine because they're all next to each other in the alphabet and near the end of the alphabet. <laughs> but like, the Thunder is just a fucking. That's a rebuilding team. Yeah. So yeah. obviously rebuilding. Yeah. yeah. There's all like unpolished gems amongst the shit but you're not really sure who the gems are in Orlando but I don't know <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the point yeah like I do think Jalen Suggs is, is going to be good I don't think Cole Anthony is going to get much better than he is mm. if Jonathan Isaacs he's still out right <laughs> <laughs> but, like he's been sidelined for he's been in the league for four I, years I on the bench for five I don't think I've ever seen him play a game of basketball yeah um but in theory, if he comes back and he's as good as um, the fucking uh, Twitter experts say he is, <laughs> then there is like there is a sniff of the rebuild there. And yeah, <laughs> like they're in the position for it, and they're gonna get another lottery pick, and they're gonna get another good young guy, and then yeah, if you have those four sort of together on a team, but you're right, they're completely unwatchable. I feel like they can't win a game unless Cole Anthony or Terrence Ross like. Mm. blow up for 35 points and yeah. that is just the, the least sustainable way to play basketball yeah um so they're rebuilding insofar as they're at the very bottom and they're looking for an identity but i don't think they have any they don't have a sniff of what it is yet i think that that's that why i've got them in yeah, limbo right. i mean what have they had this season they had like a two-week stretch where cole anthony played well mm. and none of these other players have done anything of note they've mm. finally given mo Bamba his rookie season in like year four <laughs> Um, and they're just they're just so shit. Mm. They're just so bad. They're five and twenty three. Um, something I've been doing recently, in terms of looking at how good teams are. Um, like, let's take the Brooklyn Nets for example. Mm. They're currently nineteen and eight. I'll be like, that's a pretty good record. But if you flip that, eight and nineteen is a rancid record. Yeah. Like I think right. so much worse of the inverse than I do of the. Verse. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, but back back to the magic. <laughs> I thought I'd never say that. Uh, they've been so bad for so long, and they're just still bad. And I just feel like the the yeah the rebuild isn't obvious, and there's no promising stuff here. So you you're in limbo, guys. The one the one the one free pass I'll give them is they shed all of their like good players halfway through last season like they haven't had mm. much, they haven't had much time to think about what their identity is now neither have you know the Houston Rockets or <laughs> or the Oklahoma City Thunder and yep. they're doing a m- much better job of it yeah but I think because it was like h- halfway through last season they're like yep yeah, cool let's ship off our three like you know like Fournier Gordon um, Vooch we'll ship them all off and we'll start again because that happened 
quite recently. I feel like I'm gonna weird. I'm gonna weirdly cut them a little bit of slack. Okay. You know? Like, okay. but on the other hand, maybe like maybe if you're not kind of forming an identity by now, you didn't get enough of a return from all those guys you sent yeah. away because it doesn't look like they did. You know, like yeah. Um, I'm sure they've got picks. I'm sure they've got enough picks, but what? Who? Who's like the result of those trades? Yeah, that uh, that is gonna form a part of your identity going forward. Yeah, and I feel like the Thunder, the the Rockets, you kind of know what Thunder basketball looks like, yeah. and you know what Rockets basketball looks like. Yeah. The Magic is just weird. Yeah, and I feel like the players are taking the brunt of an organizational mm, fuck up. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and we'll get onto the Blazers and the Pacers, but the magic of last year, mm. what does half a season, if there is the potential that you're saying, okay, we're going to hit emergency button at the trade deadline. I think that's enough of a sign to hit it in the off season. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So don't do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just hit it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it halfway through a season or else you, nah, you know what? You fucking cop it. <laughs> no, hundred percent. It's, I mean, I guess it, I guess it to play devil's advocate, you know, the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago, the second <laughs> best time at the trade deadline. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Shall we move on to the Dallas Mavericks? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so I've got these bloody scallywags in uh, limbo. Yeah, right. I have them as pretenders. Um, <clears throat> I'm on Chris Stapp's pausing this basketball reference. And he averages seven point six rebounds a game this season, mm. and seven point eight over his career, and he's seven foot three. Just have get twenty yeah. every single night. Get closer to the board. You, you know? should be closer to twenty than ten. Yeah. If you're seven foot three, um, eat every rebound. You're shooting less than thirty percent from the three this season, and he started off well. Is he shooting less than thirty on the season? Yeah, Fuck uh, from three. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke is great, but like. The, he doesn't need the ball like the less is more it's mm. it's like uh, he'll he'll be he'll be an all-star for the next 13 years but you know who gives a fuck make him a champion and like you gotta take the ball out of these players hands Harden <laughs> how many times are we gonna say it <laughs> yeah. took the ball out of his hands and fucking the champions of last year straight to, <laughs> to completely switch the way we look at that series yeah, yeah. <laughs> the champions of last year struggled past his team yeah yeah um yeah, this team, it's they're the perfect makeup for the modern league, but they're just shit, man. Mm. They're not they should they should be so much better. I I just think that like the Dallas organization honestly thinks that what what's going on here is good. And <laughs> that, like, you know, Luca will improve season on season, um, Chris Tapps will get a little bit better. Um, and that there are enough good pieces there for this to be a contending team. But it, uh, I just don't think it's true. Like, yeah, <laughs> we haven't seen it uh, in any of Luca's playoff runs that his supporting cast has been anywhere near good enough. But also, just the way the team's been built has been yeah. good enough. I think like the two bright spots of the season, like Porzingis has actually had some really good games this yeah. season. And when Luca's been out, he's been better as well. Which yeah. you know, go figure. Um, <laughs> and then I feel like. Anytime that like Luca and Jalen Brunson are on the floor together is good because it's yeah. like you don't you're not you're you're not relying on Luca just fucking you know charging into the key and then hoping that it, it'll create all this separation um, on the perimeter. Like you've got another guy who can do that who yeah. can do that for you. Um, and yeah, I feel like yeah, going all in on 
one ball handler is just such a mistake in the modern oh, league. God. Because, you know, fuck, man, it's just what the Pelicans are going to be like if Slash wins and um, comes back. Where it's <laughs> like, oh, cool. Like, all that time that uh, Devontae Graham was spending bringing the ball up, all that time that Thomas Sadoransky was spending bringing the ball up, all that time that Brandon Ingram was spending playmaking, forget about it. It's just <laughs> Zion charge at the basket and, like, kick it out to someone and hope that it sticks. Um, and that's what, like, the long-term plan with Luka Doncic and the Mavericks seems like. Um, but I wouldn't put them in limbo because that's their identity. <laughs> whether it's <a laughs> At winning, least they have one. Yeah, whether it's a winning identity or not, they're like, yeah, it's, it's Luka and Shooters and we're not going to change and we think this is going to work. Um, and maybe in two seasons, it, I think... I think the, this, is, this is the problem with Luka being as good as he is is they're never going to be able to blow it up in like a meaningful way like yeah. it's always just going to be moving little pieces yeah. you know every off season because you're never going to have enough you're never going to accumulate enough assets to fully blow it up um but like imagine if you brought in a bona fide star next to luca you know that's why i'm saying simo for Porzingis. yeah like i feel like that's so good for both sides because the 76ers you get even taller and like <laughs> imagine coming up against the front court of um, Porzingis and Embiid mm. and then Tobias Harris is like 6'9 and he's yeah. much shorter than both of those guys Yeah, uh, and then you get another playmaker in Dallas <clears throat> and they've got all this spacing mm. but like the reason they're in limbo is like they still they got Luca, who's always been there they still have DFS they still have Tim Hardaway Jr they still have Chris Tapps they still have Maxi Kleber they still have all these players like from the last few seasons and they're just not getting better they're 7th right now mm. They're below the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not moving anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Simmons and Luca backcourt. Yeah, it'd be a bit um, Shay and Josh Giddy-esque. <laughs> uh, all right, well, to the Nets. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, contenders. Yeah, I got to mean contenders. Yeah. I'm not as hot on the Nets this year, though, <laughs> I have to say. I think... As threatening as their roster looked in the offseason, it's not looking so threatening now yeah. that it's playing. I think, like, Patty Mills and LaMarcus Aldridge have been so good. Yeah. I think Aldridge is, like, the center. Um, <laughs> but, man, they're, re- they're actually missing Kyrie. Like, I thought, I thought Harden and Durant would be enough to just put them leagues above everyone else. But <laughs> They're first in the East. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they don't, they don't, they don't look as... Yeah. They're not putting teams to the sword in the same way. Yeah, you're like right. Like they were last season. And last season was like, how many fucking games did those guys play together? And Durant and Harden have played pretty much every game with, together. And Harden has just not been very good. Yeah. Um. So I don't think it's going to affect how, like their chances. I mean, obviously it affects their chances of contention. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to significantly put a dent in like a championship run. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, who would have thunk that like a 50-40-90, 25-point game guy, would, <laughs> you'd miss him? <laughs> I want to say what I was going to say, if you didn't say that. Um, a 25-point, 50-40-90 guy would be handy in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like we have the same sentences. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> uh, this, the... They have LeBron, so their contenders narrative is flipped over to KD. Yeah, yeah. My God, this guy is unstoppable <laughs> so and good. so much fun to watch. Uh, great team. Uh, yes, don't look like they have it together, but they're still first in the East. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they can only get better. Mm. And start of the season was very 
iffy on Lamarcus Aldridge. Didn't mm, yeah, not, same. did not like him at all. Definitely. But he's started to really kind of get that automatic midi back, which is if you're playing on if you're on the court with Harden and KD, that'll be there all game. I can't believe how many he's getting. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, like I can believe it because yeah, like you said, Harden and KD. But EJ, when Blake Griffin would get like you know a classic inside monster slam last season it was like a novelty it yeah. was like you know oh you do this once a game he's getting so many open mm. shots it's ridiculous it's the game plan yeah yeah <laughs> and it's not like it's not like a classic you know like pick and pop like he's just sort of standing where he wants to get a shot and because everyone everyone on the other team is just so involved in yeah. james harden and kevin durant like he, you know, he doesn't have to set a screen or anything. He can just wait. He can just wait for for them to pass him the ball, and it, he'll be open. Yeah. Um, and he's. I think he's just been better defensively than Blake as well. Like yeah. he's just. I know he's never been a rim protector, but he is just that little bit more of a rim protector build. And I think you know, when they would tried playing um, Blake and Nicholas Claxton in the lineup to like kind of remedy that it was an absolute shit show mm. but yeah i feel like aldridge he's like an absolute plus offensively and he's not a minus defensively yeah in the same way that a lot of their other centers have been yeah. over the past two seasons yeah and they're so good defensively mm. uh, as a team yeah because i don't really like lamarcus soldier as a defender he's so slow yeah um but they can hide him and they're getting three threes a game from Patty Mills and three threes a game from Joe Harris on 44 and 46%, 47%. Patty uh, <clears throat> Mills and Kevin Durant have such an immediate chemistry. It's Yeah. Uh, I don't know what yeah. it is, but did you see that play, their most recent game where um, KD was like baseline posting up and then Patty was like kind of out on the wing and like KD would pass it out to him and... You know, Patty's defender would be on, and then Patty would pass back to KD, and they'd go to double KD, and they just did it back and forth until Patty got like just enough separation to get the three point off. It must have been like four times, like one two, one two, one two, straight one, out of standing pro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Vakayas. <laughs> and it was just like I, I feel like they, yeah, they really. I mean, you know, it's not hard to understand to be in the right place for Kevin Durant, um, but I feel like. Like Patty Mills is having his best season this year, and it's because he's really getting in the in the right positions, yeah. um, particularly for KD. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, again, obviously a guy like that's going to create so much space for you. But yeah, having that immediate chemistry, I don't think KD really had it with any of the other role players on the Nets like last season. And there is this symbiotic, like the the way they play together is so symbiotic because mm. Patty's working so hard, and that doesn't just help him; that helps KD. Yeah. And if you're on KD's team, he's helping you regardless. Yeah. If he has the ball, yeah. you've probably got space. KD doesn't have to work hard to help <laughs> you, but you have to work hard to help KD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, a little, the tiniest bit goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know, loves just talking about the league, certain things like that. Oh, I just closed the list of play- teams, but I think the Pacers were next. Uh, oh, no, the, got the, the nuggets. nuggets. Yeah, I've got him in limbo. You've got him in limbo. Yeah. Oh, man. I've got him in pretending, but... <sighs> yeah, it's just like... No, I'm moving them to limbo. I'm moving them to limbo. I've been, th- mm. I've been thinking about what you were saying about players being out. And I think MPJ... I think MPJ is a write-off. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that giving him that contract 
obviously, you know, the benefit of um, 2020 vision and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is just going to bite them in the ass so hard. I think they're going to really struggle to get out of it. I don't think he's ever going to really come back and play basketball in the way he did in that like 20 game stretch or whatever. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, it's Jokic and Jamal Murray, which is cool. But, you know, how long is Jamal going to be out? What are you going to be doing while he's gone? God, they're dropping like flies in Denver as well. Mm. Um, and I think there'll have to be a reassessment of the team that they are when um, Jamal comes back. Yeah, they smoked us today, to be fair. Yeah. Um, they were up by 21 when uh, Bulls Freak uh, posted this on YouTube. Nikola Jokic gets ejected versus Wizards after mental breakdown to fight refs. <laughs> uh, oh, that, sorry, they're up by... Oh, I had 18 or 21 at this point, and then we ended up only losing by six. We've started sliding as well, but that's a story for the end, end of the of alphabet. The <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, same deal as with the Clippers is if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And they've, yeah, the second and third best players are out. And I'm not holding that against them, but I, I'm looking at that in the context of the rest of the league. And everyone else is moving forward and you guys aren't. You know what? I've changed my mind. I'm putting them back in pretenders. <laughs> I'm doing a Lucas Petridis. That's right. Um, I think I think Jokic is I think Jokic is really entering that territory. No, not that your team will be a contender, but your team will be really good. Like he can he can yeah. drag he can drag them through the fucking mud because you know I think KD and LeBron could just like score and defend their way to a win, but Jokic like facilitates his way to a win. Like you can have the shittest players around Jokic and he'll get them the best looks. And then yeah. he can just completely take over like scoring wise himself. Um, and yeah, for that reason, I, I think that like that's what their identity is at the moment and it'll mm. shift when Jamal comes back. Yeah, and I think that Jamal and Michael are very good. Yeah. Uh, maybe not Michael, but Michael wasn't an issue until he got the contract because yeah. they got him with... A, with a teen pick like he was in the teens and he was kind of like found gold when when he was playing mm. before this contract but he would have he would have had like 60 games to his name by the time he got given 200 million dollars yeah. yeah um just think i was just thinking imagine you have 125 but you know that's still more than <laughs> yeah. a million per yeah. game yeah um if you had Jokic on the Wizards instead of Beal, we might not lose a game. Like, <laughs> the makeup of our roster is a coach's dream because mm. there's just so many different things you can throw out there. And the Nuggets are fucking shocking. Mm. As soon as you take those two guys out, like, as soon as you get Murray out, you know, it started to get a bit shaky. Michael Porter Jr. stops being him of, him of the playoffs last day, season, gets even shakier. Jokic can only do so much. Man, imagine that team. What? <laughs> imagine Jokic on the Wizards. Oh my god! Like, what do you run? Like, I don't know. Anything. Who, whoever, <laughs> whoever at point guard, and then like Dimwitty, KCP, Kyle Kuzma starting him. Um, and then when you need to rest Jokic, you throw Harrell on. Yeah, <laughs> and he just like dude, you the, start the complete opposite player. To, you start Jokic, to Jokic next to Big Dan Dan. Oh, really? I, you would. You like I that? would start. I, I legit. You plug. Jokic in for Beal. Yeah, and right. And you play Jokic at the two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't play Jokic at the two. No, dude. Dimwitty, KCP, Kuzma, Jokic, <laughs> Daniel Gafford. Is that six play? No, 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 that's five. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, Daniel yeah. and Gafford. Uh, yeah, that, that would be the funnest team ever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that, yeah, the Nuggets are just so shit yeah. as soon as anything happens to their core. Like, there is no next man up about this team. Yeah. They're just yeah. trash. Yeah. Sean Carroll, what are you, can you write an article, Jokic for Beal? Can we just get those, can we get those cogs moving? <laughs> can you imagine, if Sean wasn't the pensman he is... I would not give a flying fuck about the Nuggets. <laughs> like the the his ability to make them interesting, it ends now. But it wouldn't have it wouldn't have maintained this long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, shall we move on to the? What are we? The Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Um, now I made this list before they said they're open to rebuilding, but I think saying you're open to rebuilding still puts you in limbo because you haven't even started the rebuild. No, you're in limbo right now. <laughs> Tomorrow you could be in rebuilding. But yeah. yeah, while like those four players are all on your team, you are absolutely in limbo. And yeah, like like we hinted at, this is exactly like the magic word, um, you know, half a season ago uh, where you had all of these guys who are pretty good at basketball. And in fact, I would say that these paces players are better than the magic players at basketball. The paces are worse than like, you know, some of those magic teams. Like they've maintained that like eighth to 11th seed for Mm. (laughs) however many seasons in a row now. Yeah. Um, Basically, but since they lost Paul George, right? Like, yeah. um, And yeah, you got to blow it up. You're making the, you're making the right decision and you probably should have, no, I don't think they should have done it at the beginning of the year. I think I genuinely believe that uh, Levert would come in and sort of gel it all together um, and that all these players could play together. And that not not that he was the missing piece, but like they just need like a season of continuity with him there. But yeah, now I've, there's no way these guys can play basketball together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they've, they've said that from an organizational point as well. Yeah. Would you want any of these players on your team? Yeah, I'd I'd like Levert. I mm. I think I think Levert could actually I mean, like specifically for the I mean anyone uh, there are so many players who would just make the Pelicans better because we're so garbage trash at the moment. Mm. Um and I would love Miles Turner as well. Yeah. I mean he would just be the best fit next to Zion. I yeah. think generally I I wouldn't mind any of them on my team, but I want them as like the third best player, yeah. you know. Um and I don't know yeah, like I don't know, I don't know where does Demontis Sabonis go? Like if he's yeah. the one who gets traded, like does he go someone and become the centerpiece of the franchise, or does he go just as like, you know, a tertiary facilitator? Well, I've been thinking about who they should make the trades to. I'd love Karras, mm. um, and I feel like Miles Turner would be a very good fit on the Celtics, and it'd be very Celticsy. Yeah, but I think that's an issue because mm. the Celtics should not maintain what they have. And I feel like they should go for Sabonis because that would be completely, they would have to adjust to that yeah, because he's right. just, he would be such a system shocker to them. Would you play, would you play him at the five in Boston? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would just play him in like a, I I don't mean this is any offense, DeMontis, but in a much accelerated canter role. Yeah. Like, like not just like opportunistic, but more plays run for him. Mm. Um, and as such less of a focus in, of the offense as he is in Indiana because that like great scoring center build didn't work with Vooch, didn't work with Boogie, isn't working with Sabonis. Jokic is near perfect at offense. Yeah. At basketball offense, Jokic is near perfect. 
Joel Embiid has so much help around him, and he's so much more than you know. He's got he's got the defensive, uh, the rim protection yeah, as exactly. well. He started uh, coming up on pick and rolls as well, and um, although he doesn't, I don't really see him as a facilitator. I feel like he can do that. Mm. He can do that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think Sabonis. Uh, for him to have success in terms of like a successful team and winning, he needs to do less. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I think that that's the thing with pretty much everyone in Indiana is like everyone is trying to do too much, mm. and like none of them should really be on a team doing the amount that they're doing right now. Yeah, like maybe maybe Levert. I think Levert. Yeah, I just think I just think he hasn't found his shot this year. Um, but yeah, none of the other guys. Yeah, the fact like Brogdon just he's not being floated at all. Like, yeah, no, just, he can't get traded. Um, oh, has he got no trade clause? It's like a, it's just something to do with a thing. Malcolm Brogdon. Ah, oh, something to do with a thing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trade. Malcolm Brogdon trade. Um, uh, okay, so nothing's come up. <laughs> Regarding the... Uh, See, this is what I mean. I thought it was just the... Malcolm. Silent speculation. Okay, I don't know. No trade. I think no trade would have been a much better search. Uh, he's ineligible to be traded this season yeah, yeah. because he just signed an extension. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> and on to the Louisiana Pelicans. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I have them in the shit fuck category. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I think shit fuck could also be like move them. Yeah. 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 yeah the franchise is so fucked that it needs to go somewhere else. Yeah. I think. When I wrote my last article for the Deep Two, uh, I genuinely believed that Zion was going to come back and yes, he was going to be unfit and he was probably going to get injured again, but he was going to play basketball at the level he's played it sparingly over the last two seasons. Yeah. I actually don't believe that anymore. Like, <laughs> I think he's... Fuck, that's so sad. <laughs> I think he... This, this latest news that he is falling asleep in film sessions... That he's skipping rehab, skipping rehab, <laughs> and that he weighs three hundred and thirty pounds. Like I'm just, I'm so sad, but I can't believe how much I believe it. Yeah. Well. Um, and the thing I always loved about Zion was like, okay, cool, this guy's not taking his diet seriously, obviously. Um, but when he's playing basketball, he looks so happy to be out there. Yeah. And he's just like, he puts, he puts his heart. You know, he didn't try on D, but, like, you could say that of so many players in the league. He just puts his heart and soul into, like, playing offensive basketball. If Like, if this is true and he's just completely lost interest in getting in uh, shape, then everything we've done as a franchise is, like, completely moot. Our only real asset is, like, Brandon Ingram um, and a bunch of probably worthless Lakers picks. Um, <laughs> oh, I was looking at your picks. It's all Bucks and Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's that going to be? Yeah. Like, that's what that's, what's that going to become? Giannis yeah. is going to stay there. Yeah, yeah. The Lakers, you know, whether or not, whether or not they have any success, they're going to finish at least eighth. Like, it's not going to be a lottery pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, so you, you can't even, like, Zion... Like, who knows what's going to happen with Zion? I, I don't think... I think him signing the, you know, the max extension, I think we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, unless he really gets his shit together and he starts... And who knows? Like, he could come back towards the end of the season and start playing really well and lose some weight. But 
if that isn't the case, then we have no direction forward. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's absolutely nothing there. The entire roster has been built around him. Um, and it just, and it's obviously not working without him. So I don't know. Maybe we get the number one pick again next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, not until it's unanimous. Yeah. Um, I think that this is my, my views on the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. I think that rookie, rookie extensions need to change. I think that the rookie extension, the max rookie extension is like 172 over five. Um, and then, so that's the minimum max. And then the maximum max is like 200 ish or like maybe 195 ish over five. That's like, if you make an all NBA team, I'm pretty sure mm. or whatever one of those one of those accolades um and i think you keep that as is uh and then you just you you allow rookies to be unrestricted free agents at the end of their rookie deal but the max they can sign elsewhere is like 100 mil mm. so like i think 70 mil leaving 70 mil on the table that's the incentive yeah, to like right. show loyalty in yeah. air quotes yeah and if you do sign re-sign with your team you can't be traded for three years. Right, shit. So. Three years? Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. So I feel like that's the best of both worlds. Mm. So you don't have these situations with Zion. Um, and also, if you can't get it done in four years in a league that teams rebuild in two, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not, you don't deserve them. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. Um, but I just, I don't think, it, it's not even going to come down to that. It's just, I don't think this guy's going to, like, he, fuck, the news looks like he's just going to be out of the league in two years, you know? Or <laughs> yeah, true. It's just n- so not promising. He just does not seem engaged in basketball at all. I'll be so interested if he comes back this season, how he plays. Like, mm. I think that will hinge... I think, the, obviously, but the entire future of our franchise hinges on that because if he looks disinterested and he gets re-injured, then, like, it's done. Yeah. It's done. Move it to Seattle. Yeah. It's done for the Pelicans. It might be done for Zion as well. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad the situation is. <laughs> All right, well, we've, we've been going for a while, so we can yeah. really speed through the Pistons. Um, I got them in limbo. I got, I, got them, I got them rebuilding because, I mean, they've got their guy. Uh, I think the Jeremy Grant signing is looking worse and worse every day, mm. like um, not even counting his injury. <laughs> Future Laker Jeremy Grant. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like, why would you sign that guy who's in that part of his career when you're like, you know, you're about to have the number one pick who's 19 <laughs> years old. Um, but I do I do think, although Cade hasn't quite, he hasn't come out the gates, um, you know, blaring, I think he'll be really good. And mm. I think the Pistons have just been like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to be shit. We don't have very good players, but we do have this one player that soon will make mm. us an attractive destination for other players. Yeah. This is more of a... Um, this is more of like... I'm just still holding them to the same standard I've been, I've been holding them yeah, yeah, and that yeah. they have been. And it's like, if you guys are still rebuilding, then you're in limbo. Yeah, right, okay. If it's been this long and yeah, Cade has, he's really boring, but like, <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah. And I do kind of, I know what Detroit basketball looks like. Like there is, they do have some form of shit about what they are, but they're still rebuilding and this too long. <laughs> yeah, again, you know, they only just moved off Blake. You know, they only yeah. just they, they only just got rid of that money. So, again, it cut, I, I'd cut him a little bit, a, a little bit more slack. All right. Well, the Raptors. <laughs> uh, 
I put them emerging. I, I, again, I think the Raptors have so much maneuverability right now, but like they can honestly put together a really good basketball game. Mm, yeah, um, good point. And they've got so many guys who are going to just get better. Like obviously Scotty Barnes is going to be awesome. Like such an awesome two-way player. Fred Van Vliet, like, come on. How old do we reckon Fred Van Vliet is? Old? 26. He's 27. Damn. So, like, he's and he's looking better every year. And yeah. he's about to enter his prime. Yeah. Um, and so, then it's just a question... And then, yeah, there's, and then there's a bunch of other great young guys there as well. It's just... Then it's just a question of, like, uh, do you want Pascal Siakam? Is he going to be the mm. center of your franchise? And I think now that they're not, like, you know title hangover it's less of a problem that Siakam is their best player yeah um or do you want to go in a different direction and for me that's like they have a brand of basketball like any any Raptors team coached by Nick Nurse for the next five years is going to be playing this Nick Nurse brand of basketball (laughs) and that's enough of an identity for me (laughs) to say that they're emerging he's kind of like like a modern Tibbs like like he's revolutionized what Tibbs like you can be rigid yeah but you can also be rigid and let players loose. Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. this is how we play, but go do a silly little thing that you want to do <laughs> <laughs> that you've been trying. Um, and I do want to pour one out for Will Conkin, Don Yang, any other Raptors fans listening. This team is fucking boring to watch, <laughs> man. Um, other than Scotty Barnes, I'll give Scotty Barnes that. He's gr- he's a great show. But Siakam has been boring. Did you see him pass the ball last week? <laughs> Neither. <You> can't say <laughs> <it did. laughs> um, Fred Van Vliet, very boring. The whole roster, other than Scotty Barnes, is boring. See? The court sucks to look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The, Talking the about watchability. Commentators stink. <laughs> uh, the jerseys suck, but there's still a vibe about them. And they were great to watch when they had Kawhi and uh, Lowry and um, Siakam was yeah, fun no to watch shit. then. <laughs> <laughs> and, but Siakam was fun to watch then. Yeah. But like this two year turnaround, OG Ananobi's so boring. Like all these players are so boring. Nah, see, I, I disagree. There's, I, I, there's a lot of players I really like on this team. Like, I'm a huge Gary Trent fan. We know. And we know. Everyone <laughs> knows. Uh, Fred, I love watching Fred Van Vliet play. I just, it just doesn't look like he should be able to do what he should do. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Precious Precious Chua, I feels like, has had a really up and down season. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, cool, we're going to use you as a center, which I love. Like, I reckon that's great. And then he hasn't always come up. But it's still, it's fun to watch sort of a player like a player that build being used in that way, mm. I think. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, again, punctuated with Scotty Barnes. Like, yeah. just what a fun player to watch. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets. Yeah, I got him in rebuilding. This is a, this is a, this is a, this is a rebuild. This is a rebuild. This is what, this is what a rebuild, rebuild looks, looks like. like. Yeah. Kevin Porter Jr. is <laughs> your point guard. This is a rebuild. <laughs> um, I don't feel like saying anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, I hate, like we said last week, I don't like that they're thinking of firing the coach. Like, oh, yeah. Like, just fucking, just let let the whole season go. Don't do anything yeah. else. Just stay stay exactly in first gear like you are right <laughs> now. Um, and yeah, your young guys are going to get better. You're going you're gonna to get another nice pick next year. That's mm. fine. Cool. Story over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Spurs. Um, I've got them in limbo, but... It's a funny limbo for me okay. because I feel like they're in limbo insofar as as soon as Pop gets his however many wins he has to get this year, <laughs> then then they'll be trying to find an identity. Yeah, okay. 
Um, and I mean, obviously they have an identity. Identity. They're a Greg Popovich team. Yeah. But I don't think they have a long-term identity. I think yeah. this is like, this is very much just wait until that very moment. And then as soon as that happens, we'll do something different. Yeah, they could be selling this off-season. And yeah. there are a few players I would really like oh, to have. Man. If I could get my hands on Dejounte Murray. Fucking hell. There are so many what teams that could use him. <laughs> um, Keldon Johnson as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, not Jacob Pirtle. Yucca Pirtle. Uh, but... I think that they're going to be like a like a quiet blow up because that's just what they've how they've done everything. Yeah. It's been a quiet everything. Yeah. With San Antonio, I just think it's so funny that Bryn Forbes and Doug McDermott are there. Like this is, <laughs> this is like the this is one of the only contexts that players like that shouldn't be in, where it's like they're just waiting to like change gears. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, so you've just signed these like really good three point shooting role players who yeah. play like fifteen minutes a game. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think Sean said in preseason, he's like, "Oh, you need shooters," and it's like, "Yeah, but do you like? <laughs> yeah. Do you need those? Other two? teams need them. Yeah, other, other teams, teams need, need those two more. guys. But yeah, I guess they'll be selling at the deadline. Hey, um, yeah, yeah. I think this. Yeah, they'll look so different when Pop leaves. Yeah, hundred percent. TheDeepChew.com is your one-stop shop for everything NBA-related. Want weekly in-depth articles tackling some of the NBA's biggest issues and juiciest storylines? We've got you covered. Want a podcast that brings a fresh perspective to the league's current events? We've got you covered. We're like the ringer, only less problematic. So for anything and everything NBA, head to TheDeepChew.com and yes, it really is that simple. Uh, the Suns. Oh, bloody hell. What a team. What have you got? <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I feel like they're the only good team from last season that has had, like, solid continuity yeah. this year. Like, the Bucks have had some injuries. The Nets, obviously, no curry. The Sixers are fucking, you know, they're not even in the conversation anymore. Um, and they just look... They did the one thing they had to do, which was get JaVale McGee. It couldn't, it couldn't have been any other center. It had to be. <laughs> um, and, it's, and it's made them better. And they're playing as well as they were playing last season. Uh... Yeah, like their younger guys are improving. They fixed their problems. It's yeah, it's just all all fucking roses in Phoenix. Um, and you have them as contenders. I have them as contenders. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, as do I. I think that the whole blow up that's happening with Sava, um, they not only what they showed last year. And how good they are at basketball. But the way they've reacted to that, mm. the way that Aiton has reacted to not getting yeah. extended, and then also this bullshit, and the way that all that stuff is happening in the background, I think that this is like not just a skill pick, but a character pick as well. Yeah. Because if they can remain professional with this fucking psychopath <laughs> <laughs> in their franchise, then like. They've proved another thing. They've mm. faced another adversity yeah. off the court, but in their lives. And they've just been able to come come into games and just punish teams. DeAndre Ayton could have had a complete character meltdown at any point in his career. Yeah. Like <laughs> going from the number one overall pick in like a stacked draft where you are pretty much guaranteed to disappoint <laughs> and then just being so happy to be like, cool, I'm going to be like, you know, that level above role player, but that mm. level below all star. Um, and then not fucking getting your flowers for it yeah. financially <laughs> yeah. and just being like, well, I'm a basketball player and I'm just going to go out and play basketball how I've mm. done it every other fucking day of my life. That's so admirable because at any one of those points, if he became like, you know, a thorn in the side of the organization, I'd be like, kind of fair enough. Like, yeah. you know, 
uh, <laughs> you know, look at like Marvin Bagley, or like, <laughs> you know, um, so, and I think like Devin Booker is such a high character player. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris Paul, I know lots of people don't like him, but he is just so, he's so hard nosed. Mm. Um, and I feel like he really brings that out of the rest of his teammates as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, they could, they could win the chip easily. Like I, I'd take them. I'd take them in any matchup, honestly. I'd take them not in any matchup, yeah. but but 25 of them. Yeah. Like 25 of them, no question. Yeah. I, there's like, I can see there's one, I would take the other team, no question. Mm. And then those other four teams. Question. Is it the team that beat them last year? No, <laughs> it actually isn't. Yeah. Um, and a great show. Uh, a great show. So much fun to watch. Great team to watch. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm incoherent just talking about them. <laughs> you sure it's you sure it's not because we're an hour 40 into the episode? Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Let, let's, this let's... one's felt quicker than the last one, but it hasn't. It, it has felt quicker, <laughs> definitely. But also, we, we finished the last one at like 11, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we started this one at a good time. Um, the, uh, the okay speaking scene. of teams that are really fun to watch, <laughs> <laughs> would you like to take the floor with the Oklahoma City Thunder? Nah, you know, th- this is the definition of a rebuilding team. This is exactly what it looks like. Yeah, more um, so than the Rockets. More so than the Rockets. I think more so than the Rockets because, as I said earlier, there are these like absolute gems in there that are so good. But while like the other twelve spots on their roster are shit or like way too young and never going to be able to do anything. Man, Josh Giddy is so lucky this is the team he's on because you could not shoot as badly as he's shooting anywhere else in the universe. Yeah, like the Rockets are a textbook definition of rebuilding. Yeah. This is like a caricature of rebuilding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Lou Dort, although he's good, a player with that name is not on a team that's not rebuilding. Uh, what's it? Uh, Ty Jerome, Kenrick, Kenrick or Kenrich Williams, Isaiah Roby, and mm. do they still have... Um, Isaiah Roby is like my favorite player who I've only ever seen have one good game. Um, Josh Hustis, where does he play these days? Josh Huestis? Well, he played for him last year, that's for sure. Um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, like these are mm. Mike Muscala. Mm. This is a caricature of how to rebuild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I can say one thing, uh, get rid of Poku <laughs> and stop giving him minutes. Like, I think that that says everything. Yeah, that says that we are rebuilding. Yeah, yeah. He's getting so much game time, and he's like the only he's the only young player there who is like, oh, this just isn't working at all. Um, so like, why bother sort of developing him? Every everyone else, I'm like, cool, I get it. Um, but yeah, that would that would be my only criticism of how this team's doing their rebuild. Um, and Josh Huestis uh, or Hustis is now uh, at the Cleveland Charge in the G League. <laughs> hey, shout out. The C's. <laughs> <laughs> um, next team, the T's, as in the Timberwolves. <laughs> I have them in Emerging. Yeah, I got them in Emerging too. <clears throat> um, they're really fun to watch. Mm. And they have a lot of guys in their mid to early to mid-20s, and they're getting better. And I think that's a very safe emerging pick. Well, I think it's just finally they're getting better. Like, yeah. I feel like every other season, it's just been like, oh my God, like how, how are you as bad as you are? Um, and like what the only, I, I think the only difference between this and some other emerging teams is I'm like, I'm still not sure if they'll ever be like actually good. 
if mm. that makes sense. But they have an identity and they're getting better. Yeah. And that's enough to put them in the emerging column for now. It's just that they were so bad that they have a lot of they have a lot of grant ground to make up. Yeah. Um and I think like the Grizzlies, they have such like weird depth. You know, they have a lot of players that you like and you like their attitude and you like their skill sets. As opposed to some like the Pelicans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the attitude is a good thing. Yeah. And they got this vibe that they play with mm, that mm. is not like... Uh, it feels kind of unteachable. Yeah. Or maybe not. it's not unteachable, but it's just like... It's not a fit that's seen around the league. Yeah. But they have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm actually... I'm quite impressed with Anthony Edwards. I didn't think he... I didn't think he'd really progress as quickly as he has i yeah. feel like he's really turned himself like i feel like when cat's having a bad game like you can and and will have a good one and i think that's like such a skill to have around someone like cat who can have a lot of bad games he <laughs> he seems like a completely different player this yeah. year and yeah 100%. and he's so good yeah like he's he's the player i the player on the Timberwolves, I would like to have on my team yeah, the most. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't care about Cat. No. I don't care about D'Lo. <laughs> I would love to have Anthony. Yeah. Edwards. Why is it not coming up? I guess Anthony is quite a common name. <laughs> um, Anthony Bennett, Anthony Cadis. Yeah, I just wanted to see. I feel goal percentage is not much improved from last season. Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> but it does start with a four. Hey, my uh, guy. The <clears throat> Trailblazers. Oh man, this team is in limbo hard. This team was in limbo and then CJ McCollum did his lung. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is this is so bad. Like <laughs> like this sorry, a team with a dame level player should not be this bad. So bad. And should not be so like hopeless. You shouldn't be look you shouldn't be like looking at them and feeling so despondent <laughs> about basketball in Portland. Um I don't I don't know what the move forward is. Like what you trade Dame and then you what? trade Dame. Yeah you gotta you trade, trade Dame. Dame. You have to. You absolutely have to trade Dame. For everyone's sake, you trade Dame. Yeah. Uh fuck man, this team has been on this downward spiral for so long. Mm. And they're they're you feel like they're nearing the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next team. Next team is so <laughs> shit. The Warriors. Oh my god, save the day. Um, Steph saves your ass again, Dame. It's never happened. Uh, contenders. There's so little to say about this team, but like in the complete opposite way about all the other teams that I've had so little to say about. Mm. They're so much fun to watch. They're playing like they're playing like their game plan is one of the best and finest in the league, without yeah. a doubt. Every night, like, a different random role player just has the fucking game of his life. Mm. Steph Curry is in MVP form until they brought up the three-point record. <laughs> and Clay Thompson is coming back, like, very soon. Oh, true. <laughs> like, oh, can you believe it's nearly Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just like I can't watch... I can't wait to watch Drew, you know, pick up Steph full court. Can't wait. I can't wait to watch Clay lock up Chris Middleton. And shut Angus Ryan off. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if Angus Ryan No, he doesn't think... If, Angus, you do not think do not Chris think Middleton is better than Clay Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Warriors are just... A, are just a, they're just contenders. I'm so excited to watch this team in the playoffs. Oh, well. so excited. Like, far out. I've, all the other contenders I have... I mean, you've got the Bulls in there, but like... You know, I know they're going to be in the playoffs. I know they're going to be good, but like, man... 
I've never gotten to experience a Warriors playoff team like live. Oh, you know? true. The, like proper. The first game of basketball I started paying attention to was the last game of the Warriors-Raptors finals. Mm. And, you know, that wasn't really a Warriors team no. <laughs> at that stage. No. Um, and I'm so excited. I'm so fucking You've excited. never seen Clay. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Clay play that like in real wild. time. <laughs> only, only on the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> only in the metaverse. <laughs> Uh, the Washington Wizards, baby. Uh, here we are. What do you got for I, us? I got you guys as emerging. I've got us in emerging too. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to talk about my good friend Russell Westbrook right now. After he left us, he turned us from emerging into, oh, sorry, limbo into emerging, and Lakers from pretend, from contenders into limbo. And he's the main reason I felt comfortable labeling twelve teams as limbo this year, because. Even if you're in limbo, you can get out of it. Yeah. All you need to do is trade away Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but it limbo doesn't have to be. Isn't isn't it isn't. Um, it's not all hope is lost. It's there is no hope right now, mm. and there can be hope within a couple of months, and it it can be one move. Yeah. Um, and I promise you from the bottom of my heart, I've said this many times, and I'll say it as my main point for why we're in emerging. This has not been a fun team to follow for the last five years. And it is such a fun team to follow this year. Mm. Yeah. They're so much fun to watch. Um, the roster is so deep. I I think, you know, I actually do think a team with Bradley Beal as their best player and Spencer Dinwiddie as their second best player. Like, I think that's a team that can go on a fucking nice playoff run. Mm. And it's just... I'm just so happy for you, man. It's just the complete opposite of last season where it was like, so bad. you know, Limbo, Limbo, you're floating around aimlessly, directionlessly. Russell Westbrook is dribbling around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, you pick True North away from Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and I yeah. was lying. It was due south. <laughs> and yeah, I think just having picked a direction and you know what though? I think the first... I think you were in limbo when you had John Wall and Brad Beal. Yeah. And I think your first move out of limbo was getting rid of John Wall. Mm, okay. There's an article in that. <laughs> for sure. It's just someone's got to write it. Um, and obviously you like went from one area of uh, limbo to another area of limbo with Russell Westbrook. But I think it was like going in as Beal as your best player and being like, we don't want that same situation that we had yeah. with John Wall. Obviously bringing in Russell Westbrook was that same situation, but you know. Moving past that, <laughs> I th- I think that was the first step on your way to where you are today. And yep. so you know, fucking, you won that trade. You won the you you won the wall Westbrook trade so badly, <laughs> so badly. It just took like fourteen months for it to happen. True, <laughs> true. I wonder if we won the wall Westbrook trade and the Westbrook Lakers trade. Yeah, you did. Oh uh, well, well. I mean, like, let, let's look at Wall. He's just. Eating up money on the Rockets bench right now. He lost that trade for sure. Yeah. The Rockets probably didn't lose it because I don't think you can bench Russell Westbrook. Like, mm. I yeah, think yeah. You cannot play John. Oh, you cannot bench Russell no, Westbrook. You cannot, you cannot play John Wall, but you can. You have to play Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, so I think they won that trade as well. But I think as bad as it looked last year, like really, you gave up. You gave up a first round pick for. <laughs> Like KCP, Kyle Kuzma, and Montrezl Harrell, mm. yeah, which is in, in and and you got so much like dead money off your off off your books, yeah. So yeah, that's a win in my that's a win in my books, yeah. 
And we've been sliding lately, and we've been really bad on this road trip, and we've gotten far away from how we started the season. Mm. I think we do need an, like a Thomas Bryan or Rui Hachimura injection, because um, not to say we've been stale, but we have been. There hasn't been as like this buzz around the team anymore. We get these fun gaff putbacks, um, or these fun gaff dunks and Trez dunks. They still happen. But one of those would give us an eight-minute energy burst. Yeah, Whereas yeah. I feel like that doesn't really have the effect anymore. Mm. Um, or it's not to the same magnitude. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's still fun. It's still yeah. fun watching this. Yeah, and that's fun. it. Like, I think, uh, you know, when you were, what, second, third in the East? Like, what was your record? It was ridiculous. We were, like, nine and two at some point. Yeah, yeah. When you were there, like... I, I think everyone knew that wasn't sustainable. Like, me, yeah, yeah. me and you both were under... There was absolutely no question in my mind that you were going to have a bad run that would kind of equal you out to where you should be. But mm. That's why you're emerging, man. Like mm. you're, once you find that consistency, everyone's healthy. And honestly, once you trade a couple players away for something else, mm. like it's the, the team is going to get better. I which think is that's crazy to say. Like, I think that that's what this team is needing, though. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that. Yeah, one of these teams, like one of these teams, it's eleven deep. I love Wes Unsell Jr., but unless you have like a pop, yeah. I don't think those teams really sustain. Yeah. And this team is built up for a, I want to say even a best player to come in yeah. and, and overtake Beal. Yeah, not right. Not trade away Beal, but yeah. I think that I think that Beal might not be that good. You've got the assets. Like, you know, you could almost, you could do like an Anthony Davis, Paul George style trade with what you have. Like, yeah. where you could send like one vet and two really good young guys yeah. and a couple of picks for like a fucking top 10 player. Yeah. <laughs> I'm is, all for that as well. Which is crazy. Like, yeah. I don't know who, who would you take? Dame? I would take Dame. Are you kidding me? I would love. <laughs> God, imagine Dame. It would be awesome. Dame, Brad and Dinwiddie yeah. as a start, <clears throat> as a starting like three headed backcourt. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> or <clears throat> some sort of like a Beal for Dame trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the Blazers would do that. Yeah. Ah, well. Well, the world's your oyster. Should we run through something? Should we? That's what I said last year, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> they well, last season. Of that last cycle. Um, oh, well, should we just go go through ours once again? Should we go through how? how? Well, through the categories or through the alphabet? Um, let, let's go through the categories again, I reckon. Um, should we start at the bottom this time? Now we're here. Uh, Limbo. Limbo. 76ers, Celtics, Clippers, Kings, Lakers, Magic, Mavericks, Nuggets, Pacers, Pelicans, Pistons, Trailblazers. Yeah. I got the Blazers, the Kings, the Pacers, the Pelicans, and the Spurs. Much more fair than me. <laughs> Rebuilding. Raptors, uh, Rockets, Spurs, Thunder. I've got uh, Pistons, Rockets, Thunder, Magic. Daniel. Emerging. I've got Cavs, Grizzlies, Hornets, Knicks, Timberwolves, and Wizards. I got Bulls, Wizards, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Hornets, Cavs, and Raptors. So much more positive than me. <laughs> Pretenders, Hawks, and Jazz. Uh, I got Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Celtics, 76ers, Hawks, Jazz, and Mavericks. I feel like next season we should just do... We should have Limbo, Rebuilding, Emerging, Contending, and Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz-esque. Uh, I've got about shit fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll do that after contenders. <laughs> yeah. uh, contenders, I got Bucks, Bulls, Heat, Nets, Suns, Warriors. I got Bucks, Heat, 
Nets, Suns, Warriors. Nice. In review, I love how many teams you put in limbo. <laughs> I think I think teams deserve that. I think teams can get away too easily with being like, you know, it's fine. We're just waiting for this to happen. Yeah. It's like if you're waiting for something, to, like you said, if you're waiting for something to happen, uh, then you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not fulfilling your function as a basketball franchise. Yeah. I, I will. I'll keep my picks as they are, but I think that is like I think that's such a good assessment to make. I would love to have 15 teams in limbo next year. Yeah. <laughs> and 15 teams in contending. That's how it should be. Wait, no. <laughs> what? I reckon... <laughs> Ideal league. 10 contenders, 5 rebuilding, and 15 in limbo. Mm. No, I reckon... I reckon... 6 contenders. 4 pretenders. Nah, you you got to have your pretenders there, dude. Yeah. yeah. 2 rebuilding... We're at 12. Three emerging, 15 limbo. Right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, clocking in at the hour 54 minute mark. Nice. I think we narrowly... We narrowly beat last... Shave minutes last, off of last year. Last cycle. Last for sure. cycle. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm sure next week... Well, also, we just haven't spoken about like what's actually happening for like three weeks. So it probably <laughs> won't be a short episode, but we'll see you then anyway. Yeah, goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden-Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, production by Mock B. Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7am.